Hello. Welcome back, everyone. Um, dude, if you watched the first episode and you're here watching the second, if you just watched the second episode and didn't watch the first, thank you for showing up and actually watching this podcast or listening to it. We appreciate the fuck out of it. I don't know why I'm adopting this, like, tone of a guy that's running a radio broadcast and not talking normally what like I was talking earlier, but we're like here. It. Yeah, we're back with Brandon Lejean, our producer extraordinaire over there. What up, Brandon? What up, what up, what up? How's it going, dude? Good, good. Uh, we had another nightmare with the audio, but we're back. Maybe by episode three, we'll just roll up and record. Yeah, 100%. And there won't dude. be a mini panic attack for like five to ten minutes. We'll get a fucking studio going, dude. We'll get real fucking uh, real sponsorships and get this thing absolutely fucking rocking, baby. Yes, sir. Dude, um, let's just dive right into it, dude. Um, basically, this is what we're going to do. We talked a lot of shit on the last episode. A lot of it. Um, when I was listening to myself, I realized it was completely incorrect. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go back. We're going to fix some of those mistakes. And uh, yeah, we're just going to talk about the last 24 hours to start out. You have been singing about my small dick for the past 25 <laughs> minutes. Well, so to put some context to that, we went to see uh, Tool a couple days ago, which is a, uh, a, how do you even describe that band? That would describe so I thought this was fun. I, I for a million dollars, could not name you a Tool song. I don't mm -hmm. know Tool. I don't. I don't. I assume they're a heavy metal band. The heavy metal band. Yeah. Okay. That, and that's just a guess. Yeah. Based off context, I don't. I don't know who Tool is at all. It was sick. I went with uh, Darian, Nat, and uh, fucking Pricket. Oh yeah, we went with Pricket too. Nice. And uh, one of our good friends ate four grams of mushrooms before the show. Jesus I, Christ. Dude, I could not imagine a worse place to do four grams of mushrooms than a fucking tool cup. It's a show where the visuals for the entire experience are just like death over and over again. Yeah. Like it's just visualizations of like aliens and like literally one of them on the inside was just like a rotating vision of the inside of a person's grave. That's scary. Yeah. And it's, if you're sober or you're drunk, it's cool. It's a lot of fun. But I just looked over at my buddy that was on mushrooms and he's just sitting there just like, oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> just geeking out. So, yeah, we went to that show and they have at the end, there's like that one song where it's like, I know that. And so we were just sitting there the whole night just like, I know that I'm gay and my dick is small. So real fun, mature content for the boys yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah. I didn't know that was a real song. That's why it's so catchy. Because I was like, damn, this <laughs> this little rhythm you came up with is a banger here. Yeah, this dude. is great. But oh yeah, okay. Maybe I do kind of know that that Tool song. Uh, bro, it was like a uh, the crowd that goes to this type of things. It's like '90s polyrhythmic grunge music. So the whole crowd was like a million Matt Bellix. Like it was. Oh sure. Okay, yeah, 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 <laughs> it was yeah. Like, yeah. For Matt Bellick's in their 40s and 50s, just walking around a lot of like very like hardcore, solemn, introverted motherfuckers. Yeah. Not that Matt's introverted. He's actually kind of the opposite, but like that was the general look going on. So GameStop employees. GameStop. A yeah. lot of GameStop employees, dude. Weren't the tickets like crazy expensive though? Like 200? Yeah, they were bucks? starting at 250. Jeez. Yeah, that's crazy. And, um, dude, I, I wouldn't have gone unless, uh, Peyton from from uh, Sunset hooked us up with four tickets. Which oh, was that's sweet. That's a really fucking cool. homie move. Yeah. So yeah, we got to go to this concert for free and had a great time. But dude, I had like a once again like this is sort of the way that my week goes every time. 
it's like nothing will happen for like four days. And then I just have 24 hours where it's just insane. Like it went from, I played 18 holes, went to the tool concert, woke up the next day, fired my therapist. And then it was just like, dude, I, I we'll just get right into that. That's the thing that I actually want to talk about that I've yeah, been thinking yeah. about for a couple of days is I think therapy is just in general, the most overrated thing on planet earth. Definitely. I think it's just the most overprescribed thing. Like literally if you go on hinge right now, like one of the props is like a thing that I learned from therapy recently. Oh is, wow. Okay. It's like people are bragging about being mentally ill, which I think is like pretty funny. And then on top of that, it's like every girl is like, I want to go. I want to meet a guy that like goes to therapy. I think I would love to just like meet someone that's like in touch with their emotions and just goes to therapy. It's like, no, that's not the guy that you want. The guy that you want is the guy that has never even thought about going to therapy. Yeah. Yeah. The dude that's just like cruising. Because they prescribe it to everyone. Everyone's like, you know, dude, you're feeling a little bummed out. You should go to therapy and try to figure it out. You're like, yeah, I should. And it sets you up with this thing where you're like, oh, this is going to be the thing that fixes all my problems. Exactly. And you show up there and it's just another guy that's just as fucked up as you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Because the thing is, like, everyone right now is trying to get a therapist and is trying to book these appointments out. Yeah. And, dude, the thing is, like, that just makes it so all of the good therapists are completely unavailable. Mm -hmm. They're full. So yeah. you try to find one, you call and they're like, yeah, we actually don't have any availability. We, we're not taking new patients right now. And you're like, okay. And you keep calling and calling. And then eventually it's just like you doing therapy on a fucking zoom call mm -hmm. with some guy in his apartment that has no idea what he's talking about. And he's half listening. He's at his apartment. There's yeah. like Peppa Pig on in the background. He's dude, not he, paying this attention. dude literally had two fucking dogs running around in the background the whole time. Like his dog would just like start barking at the street and just like start losing its mind. I would be like, dude, this is this is not acceptable therapy behavior. Dude, it, I think this is what was going down. I, w I liked the guy. I thought he was a nice guy. Yeah. But dude, as a therapist, like fucking useless. Yeah. Like I got nothing out of it. And the whole thing is like, I, I think one of the reasons like this is a big thing in the culture right now is people want like a cure all that works for everything. Everyone's like, dude, yeah. Like you, you're feeling sad. You're feeling a little anxious. You need to go to therapy. It's like, dude, that might help a little bit, but there's so many other things that are helpful. Yeah. And in most cases, the therapist that's going to be available for you is just going to take $250 an hour from you to not do fucking anything, bro. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, uh, they're weird. I, w I went to a therapist and I would like, yeah, I was going to ask, when was the last time that you went and like, did probably like two or three years ago, uh, like two or three years ago, right when I moved mm -hmm. here, my dad was going through like his like relapsing and drinking stuff. So mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I should see a therapist. I feel sad. I feel like guilty about drinking. And we did like two sessions. And then he literally was just like, you're fine. Don't come back. <laughs> Which I was like, all right, like that's good to hear, but also like, am I fine? Should you be telling me that? We we talked for two 30-minute sessions. You just know that I'm good now? Like that's... Wait, you did two 30-minute sessions and your dad is relapsing on drugs and he's like, you're fine. Yeah, it was alcohol, but like, yeah, my dad relapsing, like disappeared, ran away, chose alcohol. Came, he's good now. He's, he's sober. Huh. He's doing well. But like in that moment was like, I'm moving to Belize to drink. See y'all later. And Holy fuck. The therapist was like, yeah, dude, you seem very good. Like, just keep drinking, keep smoking. Like, you don't use it as a vice. You'll be good. Like, you see me like you have a very good head on. And I was just like, 
oh, okay, I still feel kind of sad. He's like, go get over it. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and that was it. Dude, I, I think that's like the general like problem with these people is there's either one where they want to keep you in it forever mm-hmm. where they're like, they look at you as like a recurring payment. Yeah. Like yeah. you're basically like their auto paycheck for $250 every week. And yeah. they're like, dude, who would want to get rid of that? Like, unless you have a huge client list yeah. and you want to move on, then you're like, dude, let's just keep these fucking checks coming in. It. Yeah. Dude, this guy, like the number one sign with him was like, I go, Oh, when can we meet up? And he goes, well, we have availability on Monday mornings and, Monday afternoons and Tuesday mornings and also Tuesday afternoons. And I go, what about Thursday? He goes, yeah, it could be Thursday at noon or one or three. And I'm like, this guy doesn't have any patience. You're his only client. (laughs) This guy isn't seeing anyone at all. But then the other one is like, some people just like very clearly just want to keep it moving with you Mm. where they're like, you know what, man, you're fine. And in some cases it was like, I, I had a therapist like that at one point where this woman was explaining to me, she's like, are like trying to kill themselves and i i know you're sad joe but like <laughs> you can't be prioritized right yeah. now so that might have been the case where they're like brandon is a little fucked up right now but he doesn't seem depressed he's sad about a real problem yeah yeah which is what's going on like that's that's a totally different thing where you're like i need help with a real life situation as opposed to just like i'm sad for no reason mm-hmm, yeah 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 and i yeah i i I get that they do well. I'm not completely knocking therapy. I, I do genuinely think it helps people, but mm. I agree with you. It's it's uh, everyone is doing it now. It's like yeah. how everyone's doing comedy. Like everyone's a comedian. <laughs> everyone needs therapy. No, you don't. Like you're probably just sad. You're an adult. Like you've ever like shared your problems with someone and then they're like, yeah, that's how every human feels and you're like oh okay yeah i'm fine then i'll just get over it. everybody gets bummed out sometimes yeah and the other thing too is like i i don't like the attitude like what eventually what starts happening is if you've been going to therapy for long enough you start feeling bummed out about something Mm -hmm. and you go like all right this is a situation that i'm sad about i don't feel good about this or i'm feeling anxious about this and you go oh i'm just gonna like talk about this in therapy this week and then rather than like addressing the situation and working through it in your mind at that moment, yeah. you put it off like, okay, I'm just going to talk about this on Thursday at one and you never actually address it. And you sort of like end up relying on this thing. Yeah. It's going like, all right, this therapy appointment is when I'm going to like fix this problem. And the real solution is just to tackle it right then mm. to just think about it. Cause this morning I was like, this was a big thing for me where I'm just like, Dude, I, I feel like right now the position that I'm in, in in my life, I'm starting to have like a different attitude about it. We're like, dude, this is the most broke I've ever been in my yeah. entire life. This yeah. is the most pressure of any situation I've ever been in in my entire life. But rather than just be like, all right, you know what? Once I get another full-time job and I start making good money again, then I'll be happy. Or once I get like enough success and stand up that I can pay my bills with it, then I'll be happy. It's like, dude, no, it's, if I can learn to be like content when I'm flat broke, then every situation in my life is going to be fucking awesome. dude. Yeah. That's kind of the key is, is is being cool. Like as long as you're happy, there's money never seems to do it. Uh, Cause it's the same as you where it's like, I'm broke. Yeah. You know, you're trying to make ends meet. You're living paycheck to paycheck. But I'm like, I'm having a blast. Like, shit's sweet. Like comedy. Can't really complain. So you just got to, like, deal with it, I guess. Therapy wouldn't do anything for me. It would make the problem worse. I would just be more broke. I'd be more stressed, (laughs) you know? (laughs)
The problem is you're poor. And they're yeah. like, have you considered taking out this $250 a week? Recur- oh, fuck. That's me, dude. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's my payment. Yeah. yeah it's uh, it doesn't, I, I don't have the money to fix my mental health, basically. Yeah. I mean, dude, the, the money that goes into it is a serious expense. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very expensive. And then they have some of these low-cost alternatives. And one of them, like, dude, I am fucking sick of hearing about BetterHelp all the time. Dude, I'll, yeah, fuck that. Unless they want to come put an ad on this podcast, then we love BetterHelp. Then you we know? love BetterHelp. Then money. that's therapy. We changed our mind. Therapy is great. Also, we're big fans of sports gambling. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to gamble, you know what? If you are in a difficult situation in your life, I think what you should do is get a virtual appointment for BetterHelp and sign up for DraftKings. Yeah, throw down a 16-leg parlay and fix that broke problem. (laughs) The thing that's going to help you is betting on the fucking Super Bowl. Bet on the Super Bowl. Turn your life around. It's not too late, dude. You fucking got this. You got this shit. Dude, the BetterHelp one... There's two ads that I see all the time, and this was like a weird one. I don't know if you get the Dr. Squatch ads all the time. Yes, all the time. Yeah. Bro, I did a show last night with the dude that does all the Dr. Squatch ads, mm-hmm. and I, I, it was... Bro, I wanted to just be like, of all the faces that I've seen on the internet, I've seen yours the <laughs> most over the I last three you. years. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to buy the sea salt coconut fucking soap, dude. I'm not going to buy this shit, but dude, that's got to be the best gig ever. Where you yeah. just getting like, where your flow from progressive? That would be a sweet gig though. Is is you're just you make bank, bank as on on like some of those big commercials, especially like you know she probably didn't make money her first time flow, but like I bet she's getting millions of commercials. Once you now. become the person that's in, yeah, like dude, it, I, her contract has got to be millions and I'm gonna millions try and see if I can find it every year. Yeah, pull that shit up because it's got to be out of this world. I mean, and that's like a the type of gig that you take when you're not doing particular. Like Denzel is not doing progressive commercials, right? No. Or no, fake Denzel. What, what's that? What's that? Uh, Kanye uh, line, fake Denzel, like the Allstate. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. I don't know the exact words to it. Uh, she signed a five year contract. Let me try and find. Oh, it says an annual salary reaches an impressive three million a year, uh, mm. with additional compensation from appearance and merchandise sales. Dude. Imagine paying like you're like, dude, we got to go down to the Aria tonight. Flo's doing a club appearance there. We got to go drink <laughs> bottles with her and get fucked up. Bro, the, I mean, the thing is, though, it's it's got to be amazing to just be a struggling actor or a struggling comic. And then all of a sudden your bills are just fucking paid forever yeah. in perpetuity. Yeah. Like you don't have to worry about anything. But the other thing is like every time someone runs into you, it's not like, dude, it's not like if you're Brad Pitt where they're like, hey, man, I loved fight club i loved it it changed yeah. my life i saw it when i was 17 it was amazing it's like oh you're the guy from the soap yeah i see you yeah. in the soap yeah i oh i oh dude oh i i've never actually bought the soap but i've thought about it dude i've seen you like a yeah. hundred times on my fucking youtube because it's all just like they don't advertise on tv so it's just bros that watch mm-hmm. fucking youtube yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a bunch of Brandon Lejeans and Joe Bagley's running around fucking trying to tell you about this shit. Dude, dude, my girlfriend loves that my balls smell like sea salt. She says she loves it. Oh. You're like, cool, man. Thanks, I think. Thanks. Did you know I do stand-up? And you're like, what? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't care. You're the ball guy. Yeah, That's dude, who you are. You are the ball guy. And, dude, I, lo- I love just, like, the general attitude of all soap commercials and all body spray commercials, which is, like, if you use this, you, like, women are, like, Women's soap commercials, 
are like, you're going to be beautiful mm-hmm. and you're going to be accepted exactly the way you are if you use this soap. If you use this soap, you will finally be content with who you are as a person. And then you see the men's ones and they're just like, you're going to get fucking pussy, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you're going yeah, yeah. <laughs> to get laid so much. You're going to, the thing is, the thing that's been preventing you from getting pussy is not the fact that you have a $250 a week therapist. It's not the fact that you cry yourself to sleep every night and you don't have any money. It's the fact that you're not using Dr. Squatch cedar soap. So you need to fucking use that shit. But all jokes aside, that guy is the fucking man. Very, very nice dude. And honestly, solid comic, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was a great show last night. It's uh, Leo's Bar Show. What's his name? Uh, Leo Kanopka. No, no, no. no. uh, Uh, James something. James Schrader. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solid dude, solid comic. And it was like uh, Leo, me, him, and Lucas McCrary at like a free bar show. Yeah, Maggie Mays. Yeah, awesome show on a Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Shout out those boys. But, dude, yeah, I mean, I guess to tie the whole fucking therapy thing in is this morning, I, like, it. I, you have these moments in your life where you're just, like, I'm going to stop fucking just, like, pretending that there's going to be some out there solution for it. Mm-hmm. And this morning, I'm, like, I'm just going to start meditating every morning for 10 minutes. That's good, yeah. Yeah, and it's been, so I went on this app. I got the waking up app, and there was one that was literally just, like, choose happiness, which was one of the lessons. And it sounds so hokey. But the whole thing was like, the whole lesson was what we were talking about earlier, which is we all see happiness as this thing that like we're striving towards. And it's this feeling that like someday I'm going to get the job, the girl, the goals, everything. And then it's going to be like, boom, I've climbed to the top of the mountain and here we are. The whole thing is like, dude, like no matter what's going on in your life, Mm -hmm. that's just a feeling that you can have right now. Yeah. Like you can just choose to drop whatever's going on in your head, all the bitterness, all the resentment, the thing of like, oh, it's right there. Just like work your way through this and just drop everything and just be content. Mm -hmm. And like happiness is actually contentment. It's not the like the Red Sox won the World Series feeling like that's great. That's excitement. Yeah, that's what excitement is. Okay, this is just like content like. Okay, rather than saying, like, eh, it's coming, it's coming. Once I fucking move to my new place, everything's going to be great. I've done that. How many fucking times in my life have I done that? Where I'm like, once I move to Austin, everything will be great. And then you're yeah. like, all right, once I have friends in Austin. Yeah. All right, once I get in with the comedy scene, it's like. The bar always keeps moving. 100%. It's not stationary like you lie to yourself and say. It, it's always changing. If you're living for, like, excitement, in a sense, like you said. 100%. Yeah. And the excitement, it's like, dude, it's going to come. It's like there's going to be fucking sick things, but the reality is like the most of it, you just got to learn to be. And I'm not I'm not saying this is in like, oh, dude, I did one meditation this morning. Now I've climbed to the top of the mountain. I'm telling you all how to be happy. I'm like, yeah, this is like a thing that I learned today that like I feel like might get me just a little bit closer to where I want to go. So That's good, though. Yeah, we'll see. And not to like bash therapy to death, too. I think it is actually good where you're like, dude, I've got this thing and I've been writing about it and I've been meditating and I'm going to the gym and I still can't get this to fucking figure itself out. Mm -hmm. That's when you're like, all right, we got to bring somebody in to help me work through this. An outside impartial party. Exactly. Or you could just have good friends and do fucking mushrooms. So why not do that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. All right, enough with the fucking therapy thing. Um, Dude, I think uh, we should do a couple corrections from the last episode. Um, The first things first, uh, the Nancy Pelosi call options, I totally misunderstood how those worked. 
the bet was not five million. It was something like, uh, you know, what would have been helpful, Joe, is if in the notes that you wrote down, you put the number <laughs> for the Nancy Pelosi thing. Yeah. But um, oh, they were worth one point eight million. There it is. And I think like there's uh, two different types of call options. One's like where it's very risky, where for every like dollar it goes up, say it goes up by your bet goes up by five dollars, mm-hmm. and for every dollar it goes down, you lose five dollars. Effectively, what she did was a way to buy the stock without having to put up the cash up front. And so I totally misunderstood that. But the point remains, I mean, yeah, we're insider trading on information. The, the number one thing, the biggest takeaway on the whole thing is that this is a person that works in Congress. She's, or she's Speaker of the House, or yeah. was Speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. And you're making a bet saying that, hey, I think this stock is going to go up. And then shortly after that, the federal government announces a program in conjunction with NVIDIA to do AI research. You're fucking telling me you didn't know about that? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Such Dude, bullshit. Her, her stock trades, and I don't want to like just pick on her just because she's a Democrat and she's Speaker of the House. There are tons of people in politics that are doing this. And it's like, it's completely unacceptable. And you think about it, dude. Like, if you own stock in a corporation, like and you have a chance to bolster that stock, like make it stronger by announcing some government partnership or like, let's say, dude, TikTok was a publicly traded company or Facebook. Yeah. So you own stock in Facebook and you're discovering that the algorithm that we all use every day is bad for kids. And you're at a Senate hearing going, Hey, um, there's concrete evidence that this is bad, but you own the stock. There's no way you can shoot that down because you would lose a fuckload of money. Mm-hmm. There's a clear conflict of interest. Yeah. And it's it's insane. Yeah. It's the craziest thing that we do as a country, that we just let politicians own this shit. Yeah, it really sucks because there's I feel like there's so much in place to try and keep down, like, the average citizen, but then there's just shortcuts like that where you're like, that's not fucking fair. Yeah. You know, but then there's, like, the most... We have all, all the most bullshit hoops to jump through and different things. I don't know. It's very, it's very sketchy when you hear about <laughs> sketchy it. Sketchy is the right word. Yeah. Dude. I don't really know how to stop yeah. it though or what to do. You know, you're just kind of like, damn, that sucks. There's nothing you can do. It's talk like to your therapist about it. It's like <laughs> your fucking therapist about the capitalist hellscape that we found ourselves in. I mean, it's like, dude, driving over here, I, you drive by like the lake, right? Mm-hmm. And there's just, or, or you go over to, like, East Austin, and there's these cool bars and these cool places, and they're getting knocked down and turned into condos. Yeah. And it's like, how do you prevent that? And the answer is, like, you you can't. Yeah, you just you can't. Don't think about it. Because a guy owns the bar. Yeah. And someone owns the property, and the property's gone up 5x in value. The only people that can afford to buy it at this point are office buildings and real estate complexes. And unless it's a historic site, you can't look at that guy and just be like, hey, you have to stay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to continue to be your shitty little dive bar. So who knows where it's going to go, man? I mean, like, you want to talk about just, like, the perfect example of shit just running off the rails. It's fucking Rainy Street. Like, Rainy Street was, like, a bunch of, like, cool little houses that got turned into bars. Yeah. And now it's just condo complex after condo complex. Yeah, there's, like, yeah, bars just keep shutting down down there. It's it's getting <laughs> shittier and shittier. It's just turning more into, yeah, like you said, an apartment complex. Yeah. I think we're showing our hand a little bit here, too, where we're, like, the, the downfall of capitalism is not that the water's getting polluted and the sea otters are dying. It's, like, they're closing the fucking bars. 
we like, <laughs> man. <laughs> where am I supposed to get $3 Lone Stars now? Dude, where am I? Where is it supposed to happen? Where do you get a $3 Lone Star in this fucking city? I, I know actually a couple places. Where are we? List them out. R- Rusty Cannon Pub has $3 Lone Stars. Uh, is that where we go for Monday Wings sometimes? Monday Wings, yeah. Mm. Sidebar has uh, $3 Lone Stars. Jackalope has $3 or $4, but they're the tall cans. So mm. like, that's a $3 Lone Star. But you got to go on dirty, basically. Or yes. like Rusty Cannon is like a dive bar in the middle of nowhere down south, kind of. You're not, there's not a lot of like fun hang bars, I guess, that have $3. No, you're, you're making a good point, though, which is like it is dirty. And for those of you that don't know anything about like the Austin comedy scene, all of the bars, all of the uh, comedy clubs are on or near this place called Dirty Six, yeah. or, or three quarters of the clubs are on this street. And when you walk between the venues, it's not just that, like, you're going to a place where you are drinking for free for the majority of the time. You also walk down this street where they're literally, like, dollar beers. Oh, dude. They hound you. For This is going to blow people's (laughs) mind who don't live in a city. There is a place that does $5 pitchers. And you're like, oh, that's not not expensive. That's reasonable. $5 pitchers of liquor. They yeah. won't serve you a pitcher of beer. I've walked in there and been like, I'll take a Lone Star pitch. And they're like, $12. And I was like, you said $5 pitcher. He's like, oh, no, that's only for Jack and Cokes, gin and this, rum Jesus. and Coke. And I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, we only do pitchers of alcohol. You want the worst hangover of all time, drink yeah. a Jack and Coke pitcher. Get the fuck out. You're a, you're a degenerate if you drink that. Yeah, it's because these, so there's like three main going out areas on 6th Street, which is West, which is sort of like college kids, basically. Yeah. And then there's Dirty, which is also college kids, but, like, ratchet. And then there's East, which is a little bit more chill. Yeah. Dude, these fucking Dirty bars on the weekends, they literally have to close one end of the street. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But basically, they they close one end of the street, they close the other, and then, like, it's just walking in there, and it's fucking packed with people on the the weekends. But then during the week, they don't have anybody to come into the bars. So when you're walking down the street, they're just like, dude, first round's on us if you come in the bar. Literally. And and the crazy part, too, is is if you're a girl on the weekend there, it's still free. Like, Erica will go down with her friends, and they'll be like, hey, like, don't come with us because we get free drinks. They just walk down, <laughs> a group of three girls, and, and the, the people will be like, ladies, first round's on us. Come in on, like, a Saturday night. They'll cut the whole line, crazy. bring them in. Free drinks. They'll take the shot and then go, okay, we're leaving, and just leave the bar. <laughs> and that's awesome. That's never happened to us except on yeah. a Monday. And there's one homeless guy passed out in the bar. Yeah. And they're like, come on, boys. Come on. You, you want to come have a beer with the homeless guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's I mean, a wild place. Dude, there's a reason so many people move to this city and then shortly after get in rehab or have to get sober. It's yeah. happened to countless fucking Half people. the comedy scene is sober. I had drink tickets at a show last night, and one guy was drinking. I was like... You can take all of them. Everyone on the lineup is sober except you. Here, take them. <laughs> You're the only person drinking, Doc. Dude, that happens to me at Baker Street Pub where uh, Zach, like, gets two drink tickets per comic on a Tuesday. Mm. Yeah. And you're like, man, I don't want them. I don't want them. I don't want them. And then there's just, like, you know, Prickett will get eight drink tickets. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And just be so happy. But, dude, every once in a while you'll go down there on a Tuesday and you'll be like, you know what, man? I could I could go for some drinks right Babe, now. Babe, come pick me up. I'm at Baker Street Pub and I can't <laughs> drive. It's Tuesday at 7.30. I can't drive. Yeah, dude. Yeah. 
degenerate activities. But it, it's hard though. It's I mean it's a huge drinking city and it's there's a lot of places to drink and drink for cheap and there's a lot of like dude thing that I was like most shocked with with stand up when I moved here is like people like do coke in the open here. Like Oh yeah. Like in San Francisco and like Connecticut and shit, pe- the people that did coke, you would have to go into the bathroom, mm-hmm. hide in the stall and just out here people are just like, "Yo." And you're like, "Dude, no, what the f- what are you doing?" And like, you look at them too and they're like, "Dude, mind your business." And it's like you're doing coke in, in the, the open. street. I did coke for the last time during the pandemic in 2020 yeah. and I stopped and I haven't done it since and I'm like, "Thank God, I stopped before I came down to Austin because it would have been just, I think it would have been the end of my fucking life, dude. Very, very good chance. I mean, it's yeah. it's so dangerous right now with people ODing on it. And it's just like, realistically, there's not like a good coke head in the entire <laughs> scene. You know, there's no one that does a bunch of coke that you're like, I'll hang out with that guy all the time. Yeah, and there's also guys that weigh 450 pounds and have a coke habit. And you're yeah. like, yo. Are you like trying to farley yourself right now? Don't farley yourself. This is a problem. Yeah. Bro, I I think like some of these people, man, it's it's it is crazy just sort of watching what happens to people in in stand up. And I think like one of the things that I've noticed is like the the good time era of like being an Austin comic. Yeah. It kind of seems like it's it's over. Like and I don't want to be I don't want to seem like hyper negative i don't mean that in like oh like people aren't still thriving like you're doing very well you have yeah. a bunch of shows that are popping off yeah. i'm doing pretty good yeah but for a lot of people you'll talk to someone i talked to this guy who used to get booked three four times a night and i'm like how's it going and he goes honestly i'm like i don't know where it where it went he's like i i used to get shows every night and now i'm not getting anything and i'm like i don't know what happened it just goes dude you know what happened? Fucking 50 more motherfuckers. Matt Ross and Cam Patterson came here and ate your fucking lunch. That's yeah. what, that's what happened, dude. And they give a fuck and they don't get fucked up. Because there's a big movement, yeah. I think, too. As someone who books shows, when I book shows, like, you have to be funny. But yeah. also, I look and go, like, is this person going to be a good hang? hundred like, percent. Cause nothing's better than a show when you roll in and you're like, Oh, it's all the homies. It's Everyone all the fucking here, homies. The show's better. The vibe is better. Everything about it is better. So there's these people that like they drink and they do drugs and they're miserable <laughs> drunks and they're miserable drug addicts. Dude, I smoke a fuck ton of weed, but I don't annoy anyone with it. I like yeah. to drink and get fucked up. I'm not annoying about it. If you're annoying, it's just like, why would I bring people around? Me? I know exactly the people you're talking about where yeah. you see me, you start drinking. They're like, buddy, buddy, buddy. And you're like, can stop like yeah driving me insane with this shit uh-huh but yeah it's um i think for a lot of the time i just didn't notice too because i was getting fucked up when i moved here yeah like like we said i mean you know one of the things is again like i do a story in my act about crashing a bird scooter into the back of a parked car that shit actually happened like yeah. we were down here and i was drinking at a with probably three of the heaviest drinkers in Austin comedy yeah at yeah and there's just one every once in a while dude like the beers will just be fucking low and like people are just getting bent uh-huh. and it's like you never stop and consider you're like oh dude we're at our like place of work right now oh definitely like, yeah you we, have to have those thoughts we're at the office yeah like we are at the office and we're 15 beers deep each and posted up in front of the woman that Oh, it's the club. (laughs) 
and you don't know what you're gonna say, and and that that's my thing is I will start my night at a comedy club. Mm-hmm. The second I feel fucked up, I find the boys or the gang, and I'm just like, we gotta get out of here. Yeah, where do you guys go? Oh, dude, I mean, most nights, like if we're if we're tying one on around 12 p.m., we end up at Barbarella's dancing till till the bar. Dude, closes. we love dancing at Barb's. Fuck that's yeah, the move. It's a great time. flag me down the next time you go to Barb's. I will. I will. Because the thing is, like, I hang out with a lot of guys in stand up that either don't drink or they don't like to go out out. Yeah. And when it comes to be like 12:30 and we're sitting on the porch at Creek, and I'm like, dude, I want to make fucking moves. Yeah. We need to make moves here. Oh, no. Yeah, you should come out with us because we either it's just we, we like to go dancing. We're all bad at it, but we get down and then like we just commit so hard that people are like, these guys look like they're having fun. Barb's is and great. Barb's dude. is great. Cheer up Charlie's Coconut Club. I know two of the three of those are gay clubs. All three of them are gay clubs. Yeah, man. Barb's That's is like three a gay, gay club clubs. They're a great time. <laughs> they're a great time. They're, they're the best vibes. Barb's is, uh, Barb's is like... You're like, I know a couple of those might be gay bars. And you're like, no, they all are. Those are all gay bars. Barbara um. is, like, is like gay. They just don't admit it. You know, it's like those yeah. vegan places that they're everything's vegan. They're just like, oh, we just don't advertise. Yeah, like That's they have Barb's a hamburger is. on the menu. But yeah. you have to... It's not on the menu. You have to ask you for it. You have to ask it. for it, yeah. Yeah, we're not Barb's is great. vegan. Barb's rules, too. I mean... Yeah, one of the first places that I went to when I moved here, a, guy, a girl took me on a date to the Coconut Club. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa. <laughs> that one's the most extreme yeah. of all Austin clubs. I extreme, mean, it's dude. Extreme gayness. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll pay it. And that one, the one where you'll pull up and they'll be like, $20 cover. And you're like, oh, never mind. I'll go dance mm. in the street with a homeless guy. I'm not paying $20. Yeah, dude. Get I ain't paying out of 20 fucking dollars. The yeah. funny thing is Barbarella's is behind the creek, so it just is noisy all the time and just reverberates into the club. Yeah. Like a, a comedy club surrounded on all sides by Latin clubs, gay bars, and yeah. metal venues just getting blasted by the noise. That's what gets me to Barb's off the time is I'm sitting having a drink in the back, and then all of a sudden I hear like a banger come on from Barb's, and I'm like, why are we here, dude, when we could yeah, be there? we could be there. Getting down. I mean, yeah, Shane had a joke about it in his special where he's like – Music is so much cooler than comedy. Yeah. You think about it and you're like, oh, it, it is by mm-hmm. by a lot. Yeah. I mean, the idea of like entertaining a bunch of people that are sitting down, it's like, dude, then you go see like the OCs or you go fucking go to an EDM show. You're like this. Fucking so much cool. Well, because again, it's comedy is the one thing where like EDM can come on. And it's like, uh, I guess we can't really talk because it's loud, but I can still scream and communicate with you if I need to. Comedy, yeah. it's like, shut the fuck up yeah, and talk. listen to only that guy on stage. <laughs> and I get I get why people get mad when they don't know comedy's happening and then it happens. Oh, 100%. I mean, that used to be a thing all the time where, like, dude, for the first two years, three years that you're doing this, you're only doing those shows. Only bar shows. Where only shitty gorilla comedy. You're lucky to be doing the bar shows. And mm-hmm. most of the time you're at an open mic where the people in the fucking audience are just like, come on, man. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I mean, bro, some of these places, there, I feel like not enough comics in Austin go back and do those war shows every once in a while because it does yeah. make you stronger. It's like the highest level resistance training that you could do. Totally. But, I mean, dog... Yeah, there's a lot of spoiled motherfuckers in this town where they're like, yeah, dude, I'm only doing, you know, club shows and great shows now. It's like, dude, do the crappy ones. Dude. I'll do any do show you book me on. I'll, t- I'll take any stage time. I'll go do. You're a dog, dude. dude. Yeah, I like Brandon's it. Brandon's got that fucking dog in him, dude. You said that. I see you have something down here about the new college football game coming back. Oh, yeah, dude. 
We'll do that one real quick. What I just saw online was like a bunch of people were just posting and they're like, first of all, let me make a little confession here. I have been addicted to several video games in my life. Okay. But the number one was NCAA Football 09. Damn. And I was addicted to it literally until like 2020. Damn. Okay. I played it all the fucking time. And the reason being is they have this like franchise mode where, for those of you that don't know, the game got discontinued in 2014. Yep. There was something where it was like they couldn't figure out how to work around using the teams and the players' names and likeness. So when you would download the game, it wasn't like Madden where they'd be like, all right, Tom Brady's the quarterback. It would be QB number one. Yeah. And they would be rated in accordance with like how good the player was in real college football. But they just, I don't know, like they just at some point were like, hey, you guys are using real people and you're just using like numbers to represent yeah. them. So the game's coming back. And, um, I know for anyone that's not into gaming, just skip this, but <laughs> this is it. I am super excited, but I'm also kind of paranoid about it because the original game was a such a pure experience in that you downloaded a franchise. You would pick a random one. You'd be like yeah. Houston Cougars or yeah. TCU or the fucking uh, Purdue Boilermakers, mm -hmm. and you would just turn this thing into a dynasty. Yeah. You would recruit players and... They're going, oh, what do you want in the new thing? And a bunch of people are like, oh, we want, like, the NIL thing in there. We want, like, uh, we want like recruiting announcements. And I'm like, dude, what I want is, like, pretty simple out of this game. Yeah. I want it not to be, like, Madden and the new NHL. I want it to just not have motherfucking microtransactions. Microtransactions ruin games. It's the only thing I want where it's like, dude, you play Madden franchise mode now, and they're like, oh, you need to buy this to keep going. It's like, I paid $60 for this game, yeah. cocksucker. Like, yeah. keep it fucking moving. Yeah, that ultimate, you ever, like, ultimate team. I have buddies who play, like, FIFA ultimate team, and mm. every year they get, like, hundreds of dollars deep into buying players, you know? Crazy. Six, seven, that, that $60 game turned into six, seven hundred dollars. <laughs> that's, that's wild. That's insane to me. Yeah, it should be a separate game. Like, I remember when the phone one for Madden Ultimate Team came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And that was fun as fuck because, like, at the beginning, there would be, like, these Easter eggs ones, and you could get, like, literally players that were, like, 101 overall out of these packs. Yeah. And then it just, dude, it just became the regular console games, too. And... Like, dog, like, Fortnite kind of, like, created this standard where it's a free game. And granted, the game is completely playable as is. But you can buy these skins and shit, and there's, like, kids that just run up. They all want just epic games, yeah. gift cards for yeah. Christmas. That's it. Like, let it fucking rip. I kind of respect. I have no problem with what Epic Games does because the game is free. 100%. It's not like guns are, are kept from you that, that are better. There's no benefit. thousand percent. And I have heard the argument of, like, people who spend on the ultimate team in those skins, and, and I actually have to, like, put hands up and be like, it's a good defense. If someone goes like, well, like, what's your hobby? Like, going mm. to a bar and watching game, drinking, smoking. I don't do that. True. So the hundreds of dollars you're going to spend this year, thousands of dollars on drugs, alcohol, bars, Ubers, I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm spending that on a game that brings me joy. And then yeah. I'm just like, fuck, who am I to shit on what you like? Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. But, dude, the whole thing is I, I think that is what's coming, where it's like, you know, the, uh, the analogy is like – Art imitates life, mm -hmm. right? And if college football is life and the video game is the art, the fucking art is going to be like, all right, well, right now college football just 
changed completely into this out in the open pay for play system. Yeah. And what the game is going to be is a out in the open pay for play system. Mm -hmm. You want to fucking get your franchise good, break out that fucking credit card, baby. Yeah. So I think I'm going to keep continuing to play NCA and 09 on Xbox 360. If you are dude, dude, if you are looking for something to do, I am telling you, go on eBay, spend the $60, get the NCA 09, break out the Xbox 360. Your life will be fucking complete. It's yeah. so good, dude. Franchise Road to Glory rocks too. Oh, did you play that shit back in the day? Yeah, but I like because I'm a few years younger. Mine was was NCA 12, NCA 13 were the mm. ones that I played. But hell yeah, dude! Still same concept, great game. I still got it on the PS3 back home at mom's house and shit. So. NCA 12 is the one that had Tebow on the cover, right? Uh, or no, that's no? Robert Griffin. I have the one with him Ooh. at Baylor, RG3 at, at Baylor. Hell and then, yeah. and then some. I think Trent Richardson at Bama is the other one I have, which is 14. Classic, dude. Yeah. I mean, people forget how nasty Trent Richardson was at Bama because that was uh, when he was coming in was when Mark Ingram was already the running back. Yeah. And Mark Ingram had just won a Heisman and I think came back for another season and they were starting to give Richardson snaps because he was that nice with it. Yeah. Just the ultimate pro football flop. Huge flop. Yeah. Insane Crazy flop. flop. I mean, the lesson with that is, dude, stop taking running backs in the first round ever, yeah. ever, even if it's Saquon. Yeah, I mean, don't do it. Gibbs was awesome, but it's like, was he really worth trading up for? As a Bama fan, maybe, dude. Yeah, yeah. Jameer Gibbs was a stud. Talk about okay. We'll go sports just for a second. We'll go sports, dude. That fucking game, that Lions game was so hard to watch. Ugh. It was one of just the biggest fuck ups in sports I've seen in a long time. Just a collapse. I mean, in like ten years. Someone's going to have a fuck up in the playoffs and you're gonna be like, ah, oh, this is like the Lions in fucking 23. <laughs> it's literally going to be, it, it was so bad. It's catastrophic. And it sucks too because it's Dan Campbell's getting all the blame. I mean, two drops on fourth downs that would have been, if either of those are caught, the game probably ends with the Lions winning. I mean, balls that hit players in the hands. Yeah. Jameer Gibbs fumbles right after the kickoff on the second half. I mean, it was, it was. So sad to watch. So Terrible. devastating. I mean, you just got to go Niners in the fucking Super Bowl. You're a big Eagles fan, right? Yeah. So I, right, hate, yeah. I hate both teams because the Niners were like, oh, you guys only got to the Super Bowl because Brock Purdy was hurt. They talked shit all year. We're hating on us. And then the Chiefs beat us. Yeah. But uh, I've decided I put money on the Chiefs. I'm going to root for the Chiefs. In the end, I go, don't fight the next Brady. Enjoy him. And I love Andy Reid. Great point. Old Eagle guy. And just fuck the 49ers yeah. for some reason. Just fuck them. Fuck them, dude. Yeah. I, I get where you're coming from, too. And it's also, I, I love the argument of don't hate it while it's around. Yeah. Because somebody made that point to me about LeBron like 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And you're like, dude, is he the biggest flopper in the history of the NBA? Yeah. With Without a doubt. Is Does he say some crazy shit about China? Yeah. Is he crazy pro-China? Fuck yeah. Sell out in that regard. But, dude. Best basketball player of this generation. And, bro, there were people, they don't want to admit it, but there were people when fucking Michael Jordan was playing that just hated on Michael Jordan for the yeah. whole time. Yeah. And they just pretend that they didn't do that. You were a hater. Enjoy it a little bit. And yeah. so I get that argument about Mahomes, too. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also sick that you bet on them because the thing is, in the fact that the Ravens were favored 
yeah. on Vegas against the Chiefs is such a no-brainer Chiefs bet. Yeah. Because, dude, you're going to – the team that has made it to the Super Bowl, what, four out of the last five years is is the underdog? That was my thing. I Come go, on. oh, you're giving me two points? I can take the money – like, just two points is like, whatever, just give me the money line. You can tell me I can get plus money line odds on Patrick Mahomes to win a Super Bowl? Crazy. I'll, I'll take that all day, every day. Yeah. All day, every day. Because I don't think the 49ers won any of their playoff games as much as the other teams lost them. <laughs> you know? Yo. Yeah. It's not the worst. Straight thing, up, dude. You know? The Lions lost that game. Yeah. And then who'd they play the round before even? The, the, the Packers had it. Jordan Love threw two picks in the last six minutes, and that last pick he threw was insane. Like, so bad. Triple coverage across his body. Mm. I mean, you know, they they seem to just kind of fall into victory. Yeah. I just want to see Purdy lose, too. Fuck that guy. Re- why? Why, dude? Why fuck Purdy? I don't just because I hate the 49ers because they talked all, like, it was mm. like, okay, whatever, you guys are upset. But then it was like week six, and Debo was still in the media like, yeah, bro, the Eagles are bitches. They fucking suck. A.J. Brown's a <laughs> pussy. And it was just like. All right, you salty bitch. Like, yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. So now I just have... Because if they win, now they can be like, man, we would have been back-to-back champs if it wasn't for the <laughs> fucking Eagles hurting Purdy. Like, and then you just have to be like, yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. What, who, what, what can I say? People did that shit with the Pats all the time, too. Yeah. You know, where they would just be like, they had an easy record. They played out of the NFC East. And at the same time, you're never going to have a perfect argument for why you won the Super Bowl. So exactly. you just got to be like, suck our dicks, dude. Yeah. Suck our fucking dicks. All right, one other thing that I wanted to talk about real quick, um, and this is one that I completely, completely misunderstood. Uh, During the last episode, I said that the Hillary Clinton uh, Instagram post about the Barbie movie not getting Oscar nominations was because it didn't get any Oscar nominations or because uh, Greta Gerwig or Margot Robbie didn't get Best Actress. The reason that... Hillary posted about that is because Greta Gerwig did not get a nomination for Best Director. What? Yeah, which is actually just the saltiest shit of all time, dude. Yeah. How much of a complainer do you have to be to, like, complain about a movie not getting Best Director nomination when you are on the list for Best Picture? Yeah. And you know that there were definitely eight movies this year that were better than that fucking movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah, I mean, it it was a it was it's not a bad movie, but I still haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it, dude. I, I, I like movies. I try to go into movies with a pretty open mind. I had hmm. no misogyny or hate going into this movie. It it's a good movie. Suck my dick if you think it's one of the best movies of all time. Oh, you think that like when we look back on all things, this should be one of the best directed movies of all time? Yeah. That's crazy. That's asinine. And yeah, it has eight nominations. Eight nominations. And it's it's just classic. Like I, I can't imagine what would be going through someone's head to just be like, with everything that's going on in the world, with Israel-Palestine going on, with yeah. all the corporate greed that we were just talking about, to be like, the thing that I should chime in as is to to try to get the Barbie movie a nomination for Best Director. 
That's yeah. the that's the injustice that we really that's the injustice that I Hillary Clinton feel the need to fight right now is that the Barbie movie did not get a nomination for best picture. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Yeah. You know what that is? That's that's you and this is the problem that's always been with that person is you're just trying to get your like, yay, I'm a good feminist sticker. And, like and, I have the right yeah. beliefs because anything that you put out, wh whatever stance you're going to take about Israel, Palestine, you are going to get fucking raked over the coals, dude. Mm. You're going to get dicked. Yeah. And she knows that she knows that a one, what's a one thing that like my base is not going to get mad at me for it's. <laughs> it's going out and going, the Barbie movie should have gotten a best director pick. Yeah. And it goes, you know what, dude? It's that simple. It's if you try to go non-controversial, that's how you be controversial. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah, how you have like the, the wrong easy opinion. Way. Yeah. The, the easy way is the wrong way. Yeah. I don't know. I'm with you because even like the post too is even like, if I remember it correctly, she was kind of like, I know what it feels like to have the whole public behind you and still not win. Yeah. So again, you don't ne even care about the issue. You just wanted to talk about yourself, which yes, makes you 100%. not a good person. Yeah, it's you know? she wanted to make it an analogy for how she felt about the 2016 election. Yeah. And then she even used the hashtag, hashtag, wait, what was the, what was the hashtag that she used on that post? It was me, hashtag Hillary it. Barbie or something? Yeah. It's like, are you fucking, how out of touch and delusional are you that you're like, this is the move. This is what I need to be speaking on right now. Yeah. I, I think, I think, yeah, it was, it was Oh, New York, the post, let's see what the post has. They to called say it a it. cringe reaction to the of course thing. They did. Uh, I mean, New York post itself is cringe as fuck though. Yeah. Um, hashtag Hillary Barbie, Hillary Barbie. So you're both so much more than Ken enough. Hashtag Hillary Barbie. Uh, yeah, while I can while it can sting to win the box office but not take home the gold, your millions of fans love you. It's like the friend who you're like, "Bro, I had a tough day." And then you can see it in their eyes that they're not listening to your tough day. They're yeah. waiting for you to stop so they can say <laughs> the thing about them. That's what this is. It's exactly oh, 100%. that. They she doesn't give a fuck. She just wanted to talk about herself. Yes. And it's this is the platform. She's a fucking, it's, it's selfish. It's remarkably selfish to just yeah. be like, this is this whole situation. This is about Hillary Clinton, Hillary Rodham Clinton. <sighs> but, uh, we'll, we'll wrap up on this last thing. Um, one thing that I felt like you got anything else to say about the Barbie movie? No, it's just as, yeah, it was just, yeah, it was, it, it was, it was so funny and it was funny too. Cause like all the women loved the Ken song. It was a TikTok thing. It was they wanted remixes of it, and then suddenly it wins an award, and then now they're like, oh, it's so sexist that it won an award. <laughs> Bitch, you guys said that this was the best thing ever. <laughs> this is your doing, you know? Made your bed lie in it. Dude, I, I, just, I can't think of anyone else, though, where it's like the, the idea of you getting nominated for Best Picture but not winning Best Director, like complaining about that, I think is sort of like you – playing in the Super Bowl, but you're not nominated for coach of the year. Yeah. We were like, yo, this is, this is, you should be happy for your team. This is a, a nomination for your team. Yeah. Not as you as an individual. The team is doing great. The team is nominated for best picture, but you as an individual weren't recognized. Get the fuck out of here with that shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck out of here. So, um, in conclusion, women are stupid and, um, <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Um, all right, we'll, we'll wrap up on this. I think, 
one thing that I didn't really have anything incorrect about on the last one, but I feel like I made the point very poorly was you, something happened. No, I thought I heard like knocking. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. It's just the demons or something. The demons, dude. <laughs> Bro, speaking of demons, um, I have, I think there's an animal living under my porch right now. Oh. So like you can, there's like a crawl space. Basically, those of you that don't live in Texas, we don't have basements in Texas. We have like houses are generally built on a platform. Yeah. And so I think in the platform, there's something because like I won't hear it for a while, but then it'll just like rustle around and like bang on the floors. And I'm like, yo, there's something underneath my place. Yeah, at this point, you just got to root for it to stay alive because it's going to be way worse if it dies under there. Oh, dude. So, yeah, there's a demon in my life. And also, my fucking neighbors, dude, moved out. Mm-hmm. And my neighbors moved out, and they piled all of their stuff into trash bags and then just, like, left it all outside huh. and left. That's and I'm cool. Like, just fucking trash bag. It pisses me off. Whatever. I don't want this guy, that guy to see the episode and come kill me because he knows where I live and has a face tattoo. Scary. Oh, yeah. He can leave his trash wherever. He can you're good in my book. You're man. great. You're a great guy. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no. he's He knows what it's like to not be Ken enough, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he gets it. Yeah, dude. Hillary, how about you make a fucking tweet about that, you hack? <laughs> um, last thing. Uh, the epic pass thing that I was talking about in the last episode. Yeah. I... Um, Fuck, unfortunately, we're not going to have time for the China fight story, but we'll just lead off with it next time. All right. We'll bang lead off with it. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll come in like Chinese garbs and hats for the next episode. Yo, we it. should, dude. Can't do yellow face. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> All right. So this is the thing, the point that I was in really insuccinctly trying to make because I feel like I didn't understand the point that I was trying to make last time. The Epic Pass owned by Vail Resorts, publicly traded company. This is the problem with it. Um, I sort of bash them for their diversity and inclusion thing. But the point that I'm just trying to make is is pretty simple. It's that skiing is an enjoyable experience when you have a mountain to yourself when there's no one there, right? Mm -hmm. And the whole thing is now that it's a publicly traded company, you have an obligation to your shareholders to make as much money as possible. Yeah. How do you make as much money as possible? You get as many people on the mountain paying as much money as you can get any individual to pay. Yeah. There are economic calculations that they're running right now behind the scenes. They're going, what is the sort of like with an iPhone? What's the most amount of money that we can charge someone for a season pass? while well, we still get the most amount of people in there to generate the highest amount of revenue. And then how do we lower expenses? How do we uh, get less lifts running? How do we like, yeah. how do we, have less employees or have employees that are paid less? How do we um, cut corners at the hotels? How do we save money on snowmaking? It's just like now that you're a publicly traded company, you are obliged to your shareholders to make as much money as possible for the resort. So for them to come in and have that, which is just the nature of a publicly traded company, and this is what people don't understand. People always go, oh, corporations, man. Like the people that run these corporations, these CEOs, they're just like so greedy. You're like, yeah, some of the CEOs I'm sure are fucking greedy. I'm positive they are. But the reality of it is the thing that's driving that, the thing that makes these things happen is not the greediness of the individual. It's the fact that you have an obligation to the shareholders to make as much money as possible. Of course. Like we're talking about with the NVIDIA thing. If you 
own NVIDIA stock, you want them to go out there and just make as much money as they fucking can. Yeah. If you own Vail stock, you want them to buy up as many mountains, get as many motherfuckers in there buying passes and cut costs. So the thing that pissed me off was that it's not the resort that's owned by mom and pop that wants to get more black people skiing. That's awesome. We love that. Yeah. I like that. I think that's fucking great. If you own a little small resort and you're like, you know what, man, we want to get like, skiing's just been a sport for white guys forever. Let's get some fucking black people skiing. Let's get some gay people skiing. Let's have fun. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do that. I think that's a cool thing to do. But if you're going out there and you're going, hey, we at Vail Resorts have decided that we need more women and people of color skiing. You're going, you don't give a fuck about that. Stop pretending that that's the thing that you give a fuck about. It's sort of like Hillary with the sticker, the, hey, you have the right opinion thing. It's just you putting out a post you hiring people to look like you're doing the right thing when in reality you just want to print fucking mm-hmm. money, baby. Yeah. Follow the dollars. That's all I got. That's it. I like it. I like it, dude. Um, look, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you enjoyed the new backdrop. Brandon Lejean, legend. R E underscore. Yeah. Brandon, not Brendan. Brandon. Brandon. Yeah, too many people call me Brendan, and I didn't say anything long enough, so I'm mm. also Brendan to some people. Brendan Lejean. Well, yeah. I'm Brendan on my form of identification, if you didn't know, dude. <laughs> oh, that's Brendan sick. Joseph Begley. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. That's funny. Middle name guy. So check us out. Look, um, there's if you are down here in Austin, uh, the great Brandon Lejean runs shows all the time. Come check them out. He's a funny motherfucker. Follow him on Thank Instagram. You. Thank you. And... Um, yeah, dude, ride with us. Uh, this is episode two. I don't know where we're going with this, but if we can keep fucking banging this hard for an hour, we're going to do it as long as we can keep banging this hard. And I think that's a good strategy. I don't know where I'm going with this. Thank you all. Good night.